The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. I'm Sharon Hennepin. I'm a 23-year breast cancer survivor, certified life coach, and the author of my upcoming book, Thriving Beyond Cancer. And my name is Becky Olson. I'm a three-time, 21-year breast cancer survivor, professional speaker, and author of The Hat That Saved My Life. And Sharon and I are also the co-founders of Breast Friends. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with our Pennsylvania affiliate co-directors, Kelly Mercurio and Vivian Vega. And, you know, I got to say, these two ladies approached us back in 2012, wanting to start a Breast Friends affiliate in their community. And, you know, Sharon and I had a chance to go back to Pennsylvania and meet these ladies. We completely fell in love with them. And today they are thriving and they're here to share their successes and their stories with us. Welcome, Kelly and Vivian. Thank you. Thank you for having us today. We're we're so excited. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you introduce yourselves to the audience and kind of tell us your stories and how you guys met and, and, uh, you know, why you decided you wanted to give back together. Hi, my name is Vivian Vega, and I was diagnosed in 2004. Um, Kelly and I met through our jobs. We work with children with disabilities, and we had met many years before um, our diagnosis. And um, so we knew each other from work, and and were kind of friends at that time. And. And as the years progressed, we ended up working on similar cases together, so we spent more time working together. I got diagnosed in 2004, and we were friends, and she was very supportive. And um, when Kelly was about to turn 40, I reminded her to get her mammo, and Mm. um, because I was reminding a lot of my friends, so um, I I was 39, so I was kind of surprised that was diagnosed through a routine exam. So I always reminded my friends about their mammals. So uh, Kelly got her 40th mammogram first, and um, her first mammogram showed that she had breast cancer. What is unique about Kelly and I is that we both come from families that are very supportive. So we both have that in common. Our families are always there for us, and we come from strong family backgrounds. Vivian, I don't think I realized, Vivian, I don't think I realized you were diagnosed at, were you 39? Is that what you said? Yeah. I don't think I realized that. I don't think a lot of people do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You know, and it's so, you're such a great advocate. So good for you for encouraging so many women to get their mammograms, you know, and good thing for Kelly that you kind of reminded her too. So 
So that's. I that's wasn't. Awesome. Al- I wasn't always a great advocate. In the beginning, I was very, very silent. My daughter brought me out of my shell. What? I really, didn't, I really <laughs> no, I really didn't talk about my breast cancer. I didn't, I, it was a very private thing for me. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's so, just not um, the personality of the person that we've come to know and love. Yeah. Just, you seem very oh, yeah, I'm very outgoing in other aspects, but in that aspect, I was very, very private. Okay. Like, well, and that's actually in a an circle int- new. And yeah. that's an interesting way, you know, because everyone handles this disease and the news of this disease in a different way. And mm-hmm. so that's a perfect example where Vivian's a very outgoing, you know, she speaks her mind kind of woman. And yet she was very private when it came right down to having this, you know, very serious diagnosis. So that's that's an interesting um, thing to talk about. We haven't really talked about that. Yeah. Yeah, it was very private. I just... I just didn't, like, spoke to my family, you know, just my very close friends. But um, my daughter had her own difficulties with it, and um, she went out there and started advocating and had asked me to go with her, and I didn't. And then she got everybody in the family involved in the Susan three-day, and um, I had no choice but to participate. <laughs> now, when you say the three day, you're talking about the the walk, right? The three day walk. Yeah, the three day sixty okay. mile walk. She got my husband involved and my very close friends involved, and they all signed up. So, and they were like, "We're signing you up." And I was still in my <laughs> private stage, but um, it was um, definitely very interesting. I always say um, it was a rite of passage because I met so many interesting people and women. And they were mm-hmm. telling me their stories, and they were, and I was like, oh, I really don't talk much about it. And they were like, it's okay. <laughs> and um, I came back yeah. feeling totally different about it. Good. And not so, it was kind of um, your coming out party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I came back not so closed off about it as I was. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. And that's and, important, too. It and just- then, Kelly, then you were diagnosed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we were working together, and I remember getting my, um, I actually got a my mammogram results back from my OBGYN, and he hand wrote a note at the bottom saying, you know, have Kelly follow up with a breast surgeon, because they found, the report said, you know, we found calcifications we believe to be benign. But when he hand wrote that note, it kind of tipped me off that I should probably be a little more proactive. So I, I called Vivian, and I said, you know, what do you think about this, because I, had been part of her journey, and so it's still not quite adjusting to the idea that it could be cancer, thinking it was probably not, but I would just be on the safe side, and, um, you know, was diagnosed, like um, Vivian said, with my very first mammogram, and, mm-hmm. you know, having great family support like Vivian shared, I think that was the one thing that we both realized was that not everybody had that same level of support that we had, and mm-hmm. I, I think that's where we kind of had that common ground of, you know, there's not a whole lot in our community right now where p- women are can share their stories. Like Vivian was able to talk to other women, and it's amazing how many people you don't know will kind of come out of nowhere and say, I heard that you were diagnosed. Let me share my story with you and, and offer their support. And that was really validating to, to be able to talk to people that spoke the language. And, um, you know, so we, we really wanted to provide some type of support to women in the community and really connect women. And that's kind of, ironically, when um, I was going through treatment, a friend of mine 
mailed me a book called The Habit Saved My Life that was signed by Becky. Gee, that's a familiar title. (laughs) Right? And I I remember reading it in a day and just felt an instant connection to a story that, you know, somebody else that was going through it. And so when Vivian and I had talked about, wow, you know, what can we do? um, I said, well, you know, I I heard about this organization and, you know, we, we kind of, Really, I think both connected with the mission of helping women through the trauma of cancer one friend at a time because, you know, we were friends and we helped each other through that that trauma. Right. We use the term natural breast friend. You guys just kind of <laughs> fit yeah. who we look for, you know, and, and I'm just so glad that you reached out and and wanted to do something with us. So really happy about that. So yeah. Because I have to tell you, Becky and Sharon, when um, nobody ever said to me, um, here's a support group, yeah. um, would, you, would, would you like to speak with someone? Right. Yeah. So, And that was when, in 2004. You would have thought by then, I mean, I was diagnosed 23 years ago, so 1993, and oh my gosh, of course I didn't get that kind of, you know, information either, but in 2004, you would have thought you would have. Yeah. Well, when Kelly got diagnosed, she didn't get that much information either. And that's, yeah. when, you know, that's when we really started talking about, like, there's no one mm-hmm. except your friends. Yeah. <laughs> there's no one yeah. to and, talk to about And sometimes this. your friends are, are helpful from, you know, like, the physical perspective. They can bring you meals or, you know, take you shopping or, you know, do those kinds of things. But they generally, except for you two, you know, hadn't been through it, you know. So Vivian had gone through it first. Yeah. But, and talking to a woman who really gets it, like you said, knows the language and understands those emotions that you go through, the ups and downs, Ah, that's invaluable. Right, and that's what I got from my three-day journey. I came back with a totally different perspective, and I was feeling totally supported and not as isolated. Right, right. How did your feet feel when you came back from that (laughs) 60-mile journey? (laughs) Oh, you know, I had blisters, but um, I went back and did it a couple of, as you guys know, a couple of more times for a couple of more years. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. punishment is all I have to say about that. <laughs> she but was now, but you know, and then um, last year was my last year of doing the the sixty mile walk. Mm-hmm. As um, Breast Friends has been growing, and um, I need to focus all my attention on what I'm doing here in my community. Exactly. So, um, you know, things have changed for Kelly and I. Kelly is now working Breast Friends full time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she left her job, mm. and uh, we have two offices, and uh, things are definitely changing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing what can happen. You know, Sharon and I, when we first met, you know, we worked together in corporate America. We both, you know, worked at the same company, and um, it, it was such a blessing when we we're both finally able to leave those jobs and focus on what we're so passionate about. And it really, it just changes your life in so many ways. So um, I know Sharon, you had a question about their backgrounds. Maybe you guys could kind of fill us in on that a little bit. Well, their background, I I mean, yeah. yeah, Because you're a social worker, right, Kelly? 
Yeah, I'm a, I'm a licensed social worker. Um, Vivian and I had worked together for years working with kids with special needs and, uh, you know, so I've, I've done a lot in terms of a lot of different populations, working with the elderly, working in mental health, um, and I love all of those populations, but when I became a part of the cancer community, I really feel like this is where my, my passion and my calling is now. So, yeah, that's our background, but we shared clients together and that's kind of, you know, it, it's funny how you're, you connect with someone not knowing what the, the bigger picture is going to look like later on. Well, isn't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I come, I come from a teaching background. I was a school teacher. I taught uh, high school and then special ed, and then I became uh, a therapeutic support staff in which I work um, with kids with disabilities. In a therapeutic that is so setting, admirable. Whether it be at Good home or at school, and that's how I came to work with Kelly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. So again, you know. Putting together something like Breast Friends, I mean, obviously, you know, you wanted to give back when you both had, had gone through this journey. So um, you mentioned, you know, that the mission really spoke to you. Were there any Absolutely. other reasons you wanted to, to give back? Or Well, um, we both really felt in our conversations and through our journey that there was nothing here. Mm-hmm. That... Um, People aren't as lucky as we are. We are truly blessed. We have families that, you know, just come when there's a crisis. They're there. They surround you. That's great. Well, why don't you tell our listeners where you guys are so that they can kind of get a a sense of, you know, we mentioned that you're in Pennsylvania. Why don't you talk about your community? We've got about about three minutes before we go out to break. So just real quick, just kind of touch on where you are and let people know. We live in the beautiful Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania where people come to vacation, but we live yeah. here in this beautiful it used to be the honeymoon. It, it used to be the honeymoon capital of the world. Oh, really? <laughs> I one time. did not know back that. In the, back, in the, back in the 70s, yes. Yeah. yeah, I know it's beautiful. We, you know, When we had our chance to go visit you guys, oh my gosh, it's just everything's so pretty there. It's just green and rolling hills and oh my gosh, really, really lovely place that you live. So you're in a community that is not really connected to a large city, which is probably part of the limitation of resources, I would presume. Yes. So well, and I think having, too, because you, you drive you have to drive pretty minute pretty much twenty minutes to go anywhere is kind of the joke around here. <laughs> um, there's a lot of beautiful rural commun- communities, mm-hmm. but um, there's one hospital well actually there's a new hospital that's been built. So it, when we started this there was one hospital um, you know, like the American Cancer Society is here, but, you know, at the point in time where we were diagnosed, we didn't really know much about the resources that were available. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're somebody that lives further out, it's not always easily accessible. And, you know, I think we both really wanted to connect women as much as possible. I mean, as a social worker, I just see so much value in sharing your story and the group process in general. Um, so that was a real big driving point for me. And, you know, when you have that, somebody kind of affirming you and validating your experience, it just makes you feel less alone. And I think that's what yeah. we wanted because, you know, we, we were fortunate enough and blessed enough to have that with each other. But, you know, you look around and even now, like five years later, it's it's very sad to me to, to come into contact with people that have no support network. And we want to yeah. be that for them. And, 
you know, as we grow, it's the women in our group that now become that for them, which is just an amazing part of this journey. Yeah. It is interesting when you get the support that you really need, then you feel almost obligated to be able to turn around and give that to someone else. At least I kind of feel that way. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going to take a break shortly. We have about another minute, but um, I have to, re- I have to just kind of share this. I, when we were driving down one of your roads, I saw this giant billboard that had Kelly's face on it. <laughs> was, I remember that. I don't know how you became oh the face God. of the hospital, but. Um, Kelly Mercurio, the bobblehead. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty cool. We're going, we know her. Uh, that was funny. <laughs> so that yeah. was cute. Well, listen, we are going to take a break now. When we come back, on the other side of this break, we, we I want to talk a little bit with the girls about, you know, what do you guys owe your success to in building the Breast Friends Affiliate? Um, you know, and so many people talk about giving back, but not everyone actually does it. So we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about that. So stay with us. We'll be back in a minute. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with cancer, she faces unique challenges. No one understands this better than the experts at Compass Oncology. Our Women's Cancer Program includes a team of specialists in breast and gynecologic cancers, genetic testing, and the ongoing care of women with high risk factors. From targeted therapies and clinical trials to needed emotional support, Compass is a leader in treating women's cancer. Find out more at compassoncology.com. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about giving back with our affiliate program. Um, Our guests are the co-founders, or excuse me, the co-directors of our Pennsylvania affiliate, Vivian Vega and Kelly Mercurio. 
So we were going to finish up what we were talking about in the first segment and uh, talk about the success you guys have had and what you owe that to and, of course, building your team. I know that's a big piece of it, right? Yeah, a lot of people... I mean, I... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, a lot of people come to us and they they talk about wanting to start an affiliate, but... You know, there's a lot of steps involved, and we will cover those here in just a a few minutes. But um, you guys really, I mean, you just, you did it. You just took control of it, and and off you went. So, so what, tell us about your team. What kind of, who did you put together to make this work? Well, I think initially we had, like, our core group, um, Vivian's husband, Sean, and Vivian and myself, and we had some key people that surrounded us that were very supportive of our vision because they were part of our journeys. And mm-hmm. so I think a big part of the success is just we, when you're passionate about something and you, you want to go out and share your story, it's one thing to say, here's what we can do. But when you really make connections with people, um, going out and talking, I mean, we've, we've gone out and talked at all different types of clubs and organizations. And, you know, I think people understand who you are and what you're about when they can engage in conversation with you. And mm-hmm. so we've, we've tried to get the backing of people in the community, um, you know, building good, strong community relationships that way. But it's really, I think, the women who, who've come to us for support who have really gone out and made Breast Friends what it is. I mean, we've started the That's ball great. rolling, but they have, they have helped us grow in such a way because they turn around and pay it forward. Um, mm-hmm. they, they are able to turn around and offer support and um, comfort to the next person who comes along with a new diagnosis. And I have yeah. to say, um, I think for Vivian and I, I don't, I try not to speak for both of us, but I think that's something that we absolutely agree on is one of the most humbling things is to see how these women just wrap around each other and nurture each other and just kind of, they, they really embody what breast friends is all about. So I think, I love that. I think that's been a real key, that's been a real key piece. <laughs> Yeah, well, I agree. I love that. Great. So let me ask you another question. Why, why Breast Friends? Why did you decide to join us instead of starting your own thing? I'm just curious think, about well, that. <laughs> I think it's well, Vivian. Um, you know, when we talked about starting something, I, I'm not about reinventing the wheel. I like to look in, I like to look <laughs> to see what other people are doing and doing well. And when I read your book, Becky, and when I saw the mission, it really just spoke to my heart. And, you know, helping women through the trauma of cancer, one friend at a time, I just, I'm a big believer in two are better than one, and that we're just not meant to go through anything alone. And I think that was just a sign that that was what we were supposed to do. And as Vivian and I had these conversations, we just really liked some of the things that you were doing um, as survivors, as two women who were friends, who came together, who saw a need and wanted to offer help to others. And that's exactly what I think we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Well, we're so right. glad you did because you guys are doing doing great work and we're very proud of you and just, you know, it's, it's kind of it's kind of humbling for me. I'm I'm almost in tears right now to be honest with you. Yeah. So, it's pretty cool um, having having our vision, you know, carry on, which is really important. So, let let's talk about actually some of the programs that you um do in the in the Pennsylvania area because I know um, again geographically things are a little bit different and I love your creativity so tell us about what you do with the ladies and um, and maybe a little bit about the programs well I, I think 
as a social worker, one of the things that I keyed in on right away was not everybody feels comfortable coming to a traditional support group. I mean, it, mm-hmm. I see a lot of value in that, and we have really grown our support group over the years, which has been really amazing. But we really wanted to encourage women to come out and connect. So, you know, something that seems non-threatening is, hey, do you want to come out for a, co- a cup of coffee or join me for breakfast? And that's kind of how the Breakfast Club vision was born. And so it's a very non-threatening way of connecting women in community mm-hmm. where they can come and they can meet other women that have a, a similar journey or path. Um, they talk about everything under the sun. It's really kind of become an informal support group, and I think one of the things that we've been most proud of here in PA, uh, we've actually most recently partnered with the cancer support community to take the Breakfast Club down to their organization and branching out into the Lehigh Valley just to give women an opportunity to have those conversations and not feel like they they have to go around the room and maybe bare their souls, but just meet in a very casual way. So that's that's one thing that I think that we've done that's been really, uh, I think, important here. Yeah, and I I think it's... Oh, go go ahead. Well, I just really think that that the tone that you guys took with this, you know, like you said, keeping it informal. So many support groups are inside hospitals and clinics, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, But they are a little bit perhaps more medical or more formal, you know, kind of structured and keeping it. Yeah, (laughs) kind of keeping it the way you guys do was actually very inspiring for us because we've kind of adopted that same thing here in Oregon we have the girls night out and we have a, a breakfast group and we have a happy hour group and you know it's well, just and women also our together. walking and our walking group yeah. actually is very informal um, mm-hmm. the girls get together once a week in different parts of the community and walk and then they meet at a coffee shop after that and then just sit and chat you know so again it has that that really lovely um casual uh, uh, feel to it but again you have that camaraderie and mm-hmm. that support of other women who yep. who get it who've been there and are going through it right along with you yep. or they've already been through it and yeah well, so and I think the other fabulous. I think the I think the other piece to that is that you know when you're going through treatment you crave normalcy and yeah. one of the most normal things to do is to go out to grab a bite to eat or go grab a cup of coffee or go to happy hour um, and so I think all of those things we really try to incorporate when we connect with people. And, you know, you guys have, like, the joy of life. And we really want – we have such a vivacious group of women. We really want to celebrate the joy of life. So, you know, we do our family – we do a friends and family picnic every year um, where oh, family wonderful. members are invited to come along. And, you know, that's been very successful. Oh. It just gives people a very casual way to interact with each other, not just our, our survivors but our co-survivors. Um, We've done couples nights. Um, We've done things like belly dancing and bull riding. Anything that just kind of connects women in a fun, casual way. Did you say bull riding? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, bull riding. I presume you mean the mechanical kind, right? (laughs) Yes, it was a mechanical kind, and Kelly was the first one up. Really? Yes, she was very excited. (laughs) Did you stay on the full eight seconds, or you know what happened there? Well, I made them go a little slow, but I did stay on long enough to get my picture taken and feel like I checked it off my bucket list. There you go. <laughs> Good for yeah, you, Kelly. That would hurt, I would think. Yeah. She did way better than her husband. Oh, yeah. 
I'd love to see that. <laughs> Way better so, than him. <laughs> that's great. Love it. Love it. Love it. And so, we also have. When, um, when we're talking about the um, impact that we're having, do you have any stories you can share as far as maybe how the ladies feel impacted um, that you could share with us or? No, I, I'm, I'm thinking of one person in particular um, who was one of the first ladies who came to our group and who, like Vivian, didn't really share much of her journey and had good family support but didn't really want to talk a whole lot about what was going on. And it, it, I think it impacted her in a negative way. And when she came to our group, I remember her saying, I felt like you gave me my life back. And Ugh. If, if nothing else ever happens in the next decade, that mm-hmm. statement alone, I think, was enough because oh, yeah. you, don't, you, you have to, like, find your new normal. And, you know, there's, I think the other thing that's so important to Vivian and I is just really educating the public in general and family mm-hmm. members and friends that, you know, just because you're done with treatment doesn't mean you're done. And, that is you for know, sure. we've, we've talked about this, you know, as a group a lot. Um, the conversation of, you know, I just don't feel like my best today or I'm not quite where I was before, you know, having people understand that I think is so Mm -hmm. key because so many people, I mean, we look at survivorship now as being a key word and survivorship means that I might be surviving with side effects or, you know, my relationships have been impacted, my um, finances, my job, my sex life, all of those things. And people, I think, hear cancer and you think you're done with treatment and it's done, but it's impacted every piece of your life. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, Sharon's book that's coming out, and I've had the honor of being able to edit some of it, which is very exciting. And I, I will tell you, her whole book is really focused on all of those things that you just talked about, Kelly, and it's going to be really powerful. Sharon, I'm really proud of you for writing that, and oh, I cannot wait you. to see this thing come out. So, should be too. Soon, I right? to find copy of that one, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, obviously, you know, this is a message that is near and dear to all of our hearts is that survivorship piece. And, you know, when the doctor is when you're when you're done with all the flurry of appointments and and you're kind of like done with the formal part of the treatment and then it's like now what do I just kind of wait around for the cancer to come back I mean you know it just it just feels really odd and it and most women um, don't really grieve their entire journey and they don't even know the 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 massive amount of uh, things that it's really affecting until they kind of get done with that formal part of their treatment and kind of have some time to really think about it and realize, whoa, this thing, you know, was, I feel like I got hit by a train, you know, and yeah, so I'm I'm very excited to get it out and because it is a message that validates women's feelings and their journeys and hopefully we'll give them the tools that they need if they can't come to, you know, one of my workshops or my or my retreats. Um, maybe they can at least get it from that book. So I'm I'm excited to do that too. That's awesome. That well, is awesome. Can we can we talk for just a minute? You guys do 
also some very unique um, fundraising things, which, you know, one of the one of the things about starting an affiliate is you need to be able to be self-sustaining. And you guys jumped right into that and you've, you've done different things and you've landed on some things that seem to be working really well and unique for you. We have about four, four minutes until our next break. So just real quick, would you mind kind of sharing what some of the the unique things are um, that you have done for fundraising so you can keep your doors open so you can do all these things. And, you know, and, and one of the things with Breast Friends is we do offer most of our programs completely for free, and but they have, you have to pay for them somehow. So right, you guys right. have figured that so out. It's still so. cost, and unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Vivian, why don't you talk about your bag bingo? Because that's kind of cool. <laughs> you guys well, got to give um, kudos. I do a coach bingo, and um, it's more than just a fundraiser. It's considered an event in the community. Mm -hmm. I love it. And we've turned it more into an event and um, where people want to come, and it sells out. So there's a frenzy to get you their tickets. Um, I get people to sponsor coach bags, and then I buy them at the coach store. And they play to win coach bags. That's awesome. Love it. Love it. But they also um, get dressed up. They wear pink wigs, crazy pink outfits. So it kind of becomes a thing that you do with, with your girlfriend. So a lot of people book tables of 10 or more. I love it. That's they so buy fun. tickets and then they get all their girlfriends to come. I recently found out that a woman does this as part of her team building for her group at work. She buys tickets and she brings them to the bingo. So how many people do you get to to attend your event? 300. Wow. Good for you. They sell out. That's amazing. (laughs) That's a good job. We sell out. Um, We get, um, so we get the bag sponsored. I am, I'm like a pit bull. I have to have everything sponsored, (laughs) even the tablecloths. So we get everything (laughs) sponsored. Then um, when we're done getting everything sponsored, then we have uh, raffle prizes we go out and get. And then we have uh, an amazing amount of door prizes because the women are just so generous. I mean, people just show up to the bingo with more and more things to give away. It's amazing. So the community really looks forward to this event every year. The women, the same women come every year. They look forward to it. They participate fully in it. And um, it's really turned into a, you know, a yearly event for us. And then Kelly created a very fun event called the Bra Crawl. (laughs) In which you know what? Let's let's pick that up on the other side of the break because we actually have to go out to break. But I do want to hear about that because that sounds exciting and fun. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling. Again, with the compassion of a cross and shield, and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. 
giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regents Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. When a woman is diagnosed with cancer, she faces unique challenges. No one understands this better than the experts at Compass Oncology. Our women's cancer program includes a team of specialists in breast and gynecologic cancers, genetic testing, and the ongoing care of women with high risk factors. From targeted therapies and clinical trials to needed emotional support, Compass is a leader in treating women's cancer. Find out more at compassoncology.com. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Hi, we've been talking to Vivian Vega and Kelly Mercurio. Uh, these are co-directors of our Pennsylvania affiliate. And we were talking about some fun fundraising ideas. And uh, uh, Kelly, you mentioned uh, uh, the bra crawl. I want to hear about that one a little more. Well, Kelly came up with um, this idea to do a bra crawl. And basically, um, you have to decorate a bra. And um, we go um, to different bars along Main Street in Stroudsburg and have a drink. And then we move on to the next place and we have a bra decorating contest. And uh, the bars that we go to give us gift cards and prizes to give out. And um, the women do not wear the bras. Men do. I love that even better. (laughs) And they are very serious about their bras. They think about designing the next bra for the next year. There's a very big competition going on. We've had some very interesting and beautiful bras that they've created, whether it's with the help of their partner or they've come up with this themselves. But um, the community is very accepting of it. And then the men get their bras filled with donations, which they then donate to Breast Friends. Oh, I love it. That's That's such a great little piece. They can raise about up to $1,000 just going bar to bar and and telling (laughs) people about Breast Friends and why they support it. And people give them donations. And it's a fun night out. Yeah, and and I can imagine you get the whole bar involved, even if they're not part of the bra crawl, you get them involved, right? Yes, and the bars are like, they decorate in pink, they create special drinks for us, 
They await our arrival. Even the pizzeria <laughs> awaits our arrival. I love it. So, Vivian, I recall one year you guys did a calendar, and your husband was, and we're talking about, like, um, men in the buff, and your husband was in that. Does he participate in the bra crawl? Uh, yes, he does. I imagine so, yes. Yes, he participates in the bra crawl. Mr. January, if I remember, right? Yes, my husband, yes, I am married to Mr. January. <laughs> so, and, and if, as I recall, he was laying on a, on a, some kind of a blanket, and he had a bow tie on and nothing more. Um, but it, but the blanket was kind of placed appropriately, so you didn't really see what you shouldn't Actually, see. But um, right, am, am I remembering it, was, it right? It was an ice bucket with a a bottle an of champagne. Bucket. Oh, that's what it was. That, appropriately yes. placed. Yeah, uh, right in front right. of it. Yeah, as he's laying on the blanket. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the model you guys is have real, have real some... men wear pink or nothing at all. <laughs> well, he's been, he's been a good sport in all of this, too. So, you know, this is actually our last segment, so we don't have a ton of time left. But one of the things I do, I did want to kind of just go through real quickly with our listeners. You know, people do reach out to us and ask us about starting an affiliate. And we do have a page on our website. Our website is breastfriends.org. There is a button, a tab at the top for affiliates and then there's a link if you drop down from there that talks about starting an affiliate and you know you ladies are a, a really great example of what it means to be an affiliate we really appreciate you know everything you're doing because you do need to do your own fundraising so that you can continue on with your projects and you've done a really you know great job obviously in making that happen um before we, we move on to the kind of the final close, I did want to ask you guys about a program that you are doing there that we're, we started here, but um, we're kind of revamping it here. But it seems to be working super well for you, and that is the HOPE program. And I don't know how many times you do that, but Kelly, could you explain what the HOPE program is and how it works in your community? So for the past um, few years, we've done the HOPE workshop. Um, to reach out to newly diagnosed patients and their families. And one of the things that, you know, we focus on is, you know, when somebody's diagnosed with cancer, how it's almost like throwing a pebble into the water and there's a ripple effect. And the people who are closest to um, throwing the rock into the water feel the deepest impact. And so being a very visual person, one of the things that we've actually adopted here is, I um, take gemstones with me and pa- pass them around and have each of the survivors take one to, to symbolize that they're really the heart of the circle, but also that each of their journeys is unique. Um, even though we're all diagnosed with breast cancer or some form of cancer, everybody's journey is a little bit different. And so we really try and stress with people that my experience might not be your experience, even if, even though I'll share it with you. And, you know, it's a great to share stories. And um, one of the, so we bring everyone together and we talk about, you know, the impact that's felt with a cancer diagnosis. And it allows people an opportunity just to kind of settle in to this news that they've heard. But then mm-hmm. we also break off into groups where I, I typically take the survivors and Vivian takes the family members, um, and that ranges. We, we've had spouses, we've had children, we've had siblings, parents, we've had friends who come who are caregivers, and 
in a beautiful way, we have um, a mother and daughter who actually come who first came to the support group or the, the whole workshop, and um, both of them had been diagnosed with cancer at one point in time. So we have the daughter who speaks to the children and does activities with them and gives them a safe, a safe place to kind of explore their feelings about what's going on with mom, um, but also sharing a unique perspective of being a survivor herself. Um, and then we allow just family members a safe place. You know, everybody needs, everybody's impacted by a cancer diagnosis for sure. And whether you're a caregiver or patient, you know, we feel really strongly that everybody needs support and we want to offer that. So one of the things that we've, you know, done recently is we've been able to get a, a grant through Susan G. Komen to um, bring that HOPE workshop into more underserved areas in this, in this region. Um, you know, the Poconos is a beautiful area that's very spread out, but there's so many rural areas and we want to be able to expand that opportunity for people to kind of come together and, um, you know, just have a, a safe place to, to kind of talk about this, this new path that they're walking. Well, that's wonderful. And so it's obviously working very well for you guys. So how long have you been, how many of those do you do, let's say, in a year? Um, at this point, I mean, we've tried to do like three or four a year. Okay, um, so about one know, a quarter be, then. Oh, yeah, about one a quarter, just because we okay. want to make sure that we're getting, it, you can't do them too frequently or too close together. Um, sure. But they've been very well. They've been very well received, and we've had people who've gone through the workshop saying, "We'd like to come back and support you," which has been very humbling. And yeah. to go back to the to the to go back to the um, the, the stone story for a minute, um, we were at support group one night, and I remember kind of sharing a little bit about you know we have this upcoming workshop, and um, one of the ladies who was there actually um, had been through the workshop previously and out of her purse she pu- pulled the stone and then there were three other people and the, there were three other people in the room that night that pulled out their stones as well so it meant something to have yeah. something tangible as a reminder mm-hmm. and so that was very um, validating to know that the, it had an impact on them absolutely wow that's amazing so what's next for Bre- breast friends of pennsylvania well, we are just going to continue to do the work that we're doing. And um, as Kelly said, you know, we have expanded the Breakfast, breakfast Club into the Lehigh Valley. Um, so and how we're close just going is that to, to where you guys are? 45 minutes away. Okay. To an hour. Okay. So, it, good. That's kind of like going to, us going to Salem, Sharon. Right. Yeah. It'd be mm-hmm. pretty close. Okay. So, um, we're expanding that. Um, we... Um, have a new office, which is centrally located in Stroudsburg now. And so I'm going to guess, Viv, you, got it, you probably got that one donated too, right? Uh, yes. Of course. <laughs> She's amazing. She's a bulldog, way. remember? She's amazing. That, is her <laughs> gift. that is her gift, absolutely. Of course. Right? Of course that did. is so wonderful that somebody did that for you, to, you know, to donate it like that. Good for, good for them and good for you. Yes, we have um, a really we, we have a lot of people. We have a lot of community support. Yeah, and then we do have you have? Of, is it sta- is, Are both offices staffed full time, or are they kind of satellite offices of each other? Explain that. We still have a few more minutes. So, well, I spent when I spent my time in the effort office, which okay. is closer to my home, mm-hmm. and Kelly is 
almost every day in the Strasburg office. Okay. Yeah, if I'm not out in the if I'm not out in the community seeing people, uh, meeting them at treatment or um, whatnot, I will be at the office. So. Okay, so I, I have to say something here that that just tickled me when we first got on this call. So. To our listeners, we told the ladies that they could not be in the same room together because they have to be on separate phones and there's too much of an echo. So when they called in and we're doing all this over over the phone, they said, yeah, we're sitting here looking at each other. And I'm thinking, hmm, I wonder how that's going to work. And then they told us that they're both sitting in their own cars right across <laughs> from each other, looking at each other in their windows, talking on their cell phones. It's like, oh, that it. is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and very speaks very well. So this is kind of like if you can't be together in the same office, you can at least do that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank goodness for technology these days. I know. <laughs> I had a chuckle out of it when they told us that. So, yes, anyway. You mentioned landlines, and we don't even know what landlines are. I know. Uh, I, know. I know. It's like, what? No, I only have a cell. What are you talking about? Yeah, those days <laughs> are kind of landlines. history. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what about for you two? I mean, Vivian, are you um, hoping to work uh, full-time with Breast Friends, or is that down the road a ways, or what are you thinking, hon? I am working on that. I am working on my game plan. Um, so I, as you guys know, I'm very much into essential oils. Yes. So I run my own essential oil business, and then I started running my own LuLaRue business, which is clothing. And I'm hoping uh-huh. through doing that that I can just be my own business owner and not mm-hmm. have to go to work where I have to punch a clock every day. Right. And then I will have much more time to be at Breast Friends full time because if you're your own business owner, then you set your own hours. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Don't let her her fool you, though. She puts in full time hours with Breast Friends anyway. I see her emails come in at 1 and 2 in the morning. So even if she's (laughs) a clock, I know round the clock she's still doing the work of a full time person for sure. There's no doubt. (laughs) And you know what? That is kind of what you have to do. But when you're passionate about something, you know, you want to do that. You want to do it um, until you can make that your full-time gig. So right. I get that. And and then again, Becky and I, you know, we work our full-time, but then we also <laughs> are doing this stuff in the evening. I mean, you know, you just kind of do it. You know, when somebody needs you, 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 you're there. You know, yeah. that's, that's what Breast Friends is all about. So that's why it's really you know? hard to find affiliates because <laughs> we need people who have that kind of dedication. And, you know, it's it's hard. You know, it's hard to find those people. And well, and the skill sets. Do? And the skill sets, because again, you, like like I tend to be a little more program oriented. So does Kelly. Um, and then Becky, you tend to be a little more of the business piece of it and the fundraising. Mm-hmm. And so does um, Vivian. So so again, it takes find, all of that. Yeah, absolutely. You could not do it by yourself, or at least right. I don't think I would have ever been uh-uh. able to do. It this by myself and and again it takes it takes both those kinds of um skill sets to really do it justice and um so we're very honored to have you guys as one of our affiliates and we're so glad we've had an opportunity to have a conversation today about the impact you're really having in the Poconos because it is making a difference I know I had the opportunity to go and do one of my thriving beyond 
actually, I guess I've done two of them now, uh, Thriving Beyond Cancer re, uh, workshops. And, you know, the, the response was fabulous. And I think that's um, must be time to get that scheduled on the calendar again, huh? <laughs> so before, before we run out of time, ladies, real quick, <clears throat> excuse me, if we do have people in that um, whole Northeast region that would like mm-hmm. to stay connected with your affiliate, there's two ways they can do it. First off, they can go to breastfriends.org, click on the affiliate um, tab, and then their Pennsylvania does have a page there on our website where we do post photos and things for them. But you guys have a very active Facebook page. So how can people find you through Facebook? It is um, Breast Friends of PA on Facebook. Is it of PA or of Pennsylvania? Is it spelled out? It's, it's spelled out of Pennsylvania, but we also okay. have a, like a closed group page for people to talk. Okay. Um, okay. It's more of a community page where um, okay. people can connect. But if you're looking for general information about Breast Friends, it's Breast Friends of Pennsylvania. Excellent. And they have a very active page. They, they post a lot of really great articles and stories. So we really encourage everyone in the Northeast area to go on online, get onto their Facebook page. We are out of time. I can't believe it. So unfortunately we have to let you ladies go, but we have so enjoyed this conversation. We will be back next week. And until then, remember there is always hope and we're here to help you find it. Thank you for listening to breast friends, cancer support radio. Please join Sharon Hannafin and Becky Olson again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There is always hope, and we'll help you find it. We'll talk again next time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.